A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Extra 106.3 would like to welcome you home. This is the All Four Seasons Home Show with Jim Niarcos and Dan Watkins, only on Extra 106.3 FM. Welcome to the All Four Seasons Home Show with your sponsor, Dan Watkins. I'm Jim Niarcos. Good morning, Dan. How are you today? I'm doing great, Jim. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I heard a rumor about you. Really? Yeah. I heard you were participating in one of your many golf tournaments, charity golf (laughs) tournaments. And once again, you got the trophy for the the longest drive. Is that uh, correct? I, I or is did. that a malicious rumor that someone's No, spreading? for some reason, I win the longest drive. When it comes out of that hole, I usually have my best drive. So Fantastic. It's, That's it's great. Worked. That's great. Well, um, you know, Dan, uh, we have uh, a variety of different businesses all year long here on the All Four Seasons Home Show. We could have a plumber. We could have a roofer. We could have a health club. We could have a chiropractor, a landscaper, all different types of, of businesses. But... Every holiday season, we're privileged and honored to have our most important show, and that is with our guests today. They're no stranger to the All Four Seasons Home Show. We're, we're happy to have with us the Salvation Army because of all the good work they do. You know, the holidays are coming up, and I know you love the Salvation Army, right, Dan? I do, and, and we've had them on just about every year uh, we've had the show, and, and it really is what's amazing is, is how much they do and how much they do outside the holidays and, and, and just what a great organization it is. They're you know, putting so much money you know, that, that comes in is going right back out for the right reasons, and that's one of the reasons I love the Salvation Army, and, and we want to have them on the show. Exactly, exactly. So although this is an a extremely busy time for them, and I'm sure they're shorthanded just like everybody is with what's going on in the country. We're very happy to have Major Angela Repass from Doraville here with the Salvation Army. Major, welcome to the All Four Seasons Home Show. Thank you so much. We certainly appreciate this opportunity. Well, it's a privilege and honor to have you with us. Uh, why don't you start off by sharing with our listeners a short bio on yourself, what, what, your background, and how you got involved in the Salvation Army, because it sounds like you're up to your ears in the Salvation Army. <laughs> yes, sir. I was actually raised uh, in the Salvation Army Church in Parkersburg, West Virginia, and um, I went to the college that the Salvation Army has here in Atlanta in 1996. Um, while I was at the college there, I met the man of my dreams, and uh, my husband's name is David, and he and I got married in 1996. And we have been blessed to serve um, in various areas here on the eastern part of the country. We have served in Williamsburg, Virginia. Um, We were then blessed to spend a few months in Washington, D.C. Then we left the country and went to Mexico as missionaries for a few years. We returned. We've served in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, Aiken, South Carolina, Myrtle Beach, Horry County, South Carolina. And then in 1999, we were sent here to Atlanta to serve at what we call the Atlanta International Corps that's located in Doraville, Georgia. Wow. Dan, that's... uh... Uh, quite a resume of service, isn't it? It's a lot, a lot of traveling, a lot, a lot of, a lot of moving, right? <laughs> that it is. <laughs> well, Probably tired great. of that. That's great. And you and your husband are a team, and and do this together. That's. It's fantastic. We are. It's a great opportunity. And through our travels, we've actually adopted three boys um, from one of our locations. It was in Winston-Salem. 
um, and they were just in a rough situation and we were given the opportunity to adopt them. So now we came to Atlanta with three boys and so we serve uh, the Salvation Army as a family. God bless you. Dan? <laughs> three boys. I mean, I got two, but uh, a third, even even tougher, I'm sure. They're, wow. They, they don't that, sit that, still. that is incredible. That is incredible. You know, everybody um, has a perception of the Salvation Army from the time they can remember as children of the uniformed Salvation Army um, uh, officers, reps out there in uniform, uh, ringing the bell, the red kettles on the tripods, uh, sometimes even playing an instrument, you know, and that's a memory, a holiday memory that we all have from, from the time we're able to remember anything. And I know everybody knows that the Salvation Army works so hard during the holidays, but what, what they don't know is they really don't know the Salvation Army, the history, and what it does all year long. I'd like you to go into the history of Salvation Army, how it came about, kind of the path of it, and everything that they do. And I know that's quite a bit, but we want to hear it. The Salvation Army was started in London, England in 1865, and the ministry was mainly to the poor and the drunkards uh, in the streets of London, England. Um, from there, the Salvation Army has just grown worldwide. We came to the United States in 1880, um, and here in Atlanta last year, it was that we celebrated the 130th year of service here in the Atlanta area, which is absolutely amazing. Congratulations. Wow. <laughs> yes, it's it was a lot. It's been a lot of hard work and we're very thankful that we get to continue to serve um, over these years. The Salvation Army has had various programs in different parts of the world. We have hospitals. We have homes uh, for unwed mothers in the countries that that is still absolutely unacceptable. We have shelters. We have veterans programs. We have children's homes. We have now, um, which is a huge thing, the Salvation Army um, works with those who are victims of human trafficking. And we're blessed even here in the Atlanta area. We have a program for that. Um, we have food pantries. We've got soup kitchens. What the Salvation Army does is when we go into communities, we just look at that community. We figure out what are the needs? What do these folks need here? And then we just say, all right, we've got to figure out how to meet the need of the people. Um, and so depending on what area you go to, we offer different services, um, whether it be here in the United States and various parts of Africa. In Japan, um, we are just right now, the Salvation Army is in 130 countries around the world. 130 countries, Dan. That's amazing. It is amazing. And although you are, um, you're, you're, you're a faith-based organization, you're non-denominational, right? It doesn't make any difference what anybody believes or doesn't believe. They can still get your help, right? Absolutely, yes. The Salvation Army is a Christian organization. Um, we are a non-denominational church, however... We are, our mission statement clearly states that we will meet human need in the name of Jesus without discrimination. So we don't care um, at all what your beliefs are. We don't care anything at all. If you need help, you come to the Salvation Army and we will serve you um, regardless of your beliefs, regardless of, of the choices you make in your life, because the reality is we're all humans. We're all brothers and sisters. And when one of us is in need, the Salvation Army believes that it's our responsibility to share a little bit of hope with those who come to our doors. Uh, Angela, when, when people come to you for help, and I, and I know you provide shelters for, for people, um, what, are, is, what exactly are you doing to help them get back out on their own and be able to provide for themselves? 
when people come to us for help, whether it be for shelter or financial assistance, we often find that there is a much deeper need. It may be that they don't have budgeting skills. It may be that they've had an emotional or mental breakdown or an emergency that they just don't know how to deal with. And so we have trained staff that help us not only look at what their monetary needs are and their physical needs are, but we also try to look a little bit deeper to see how we can further help them so that when they are able to graduate from our programs and move out and into a home on their own or move on to the next stage of their life, um, we try to help them so that they don't end up in the same situation again. Um, Sometimes that includes um, emotional and spiritual care that the Salvation Army provides. Sometimes that will include budget counseling, financial classes, um, job training, interview classes, um, you know, because we don't want to just put a Band-Aid on the situation. We want to help them become productive members of society who are able to maintain their family on their own. Yeah, I would think some people, too, it's just, you know, it's a manner, Jim, of just needing clothes to go to an interview or, right. you know, some right. of that training, what to do at that interview. How to handle an interview, rehabilitation. That's yeah. what I love about this. It's not, like she said, I like the, what she said, Band-Aid. It's not a Band-Aid. It's to rehabilitate and help them so they can help themselves down the road and continue to be take the next step and the next step and the next step. It's one, It's a wonderful formula, really. And one of the great things is, is once we're able to help people, they know that if they do face a difficult situation, they can come back to the Salvation Army. And hopefully they'll do that before they get to the point where they were before. You know, when they realize they're going down a difficult road or they're facing a new challenge, then hopefully they'll just come back to us and say, listen, I see that I'm starting this problem again. Help me to avoid this from happening again. You know, I know there's also, uh, obviously, there's there's lots of people that have these needs, but I, I know you can't bring everybody in. I'm sure there's some type of a qualification that when you bring on on certain people, they've, they've got to fall into a certain category or they've got to behave a certain way. What, how, how do you determine that when they come to you? Like, as far as, you know, somebody that's in a shelter or, you know, you only have so many beds, and I'm sure, you know, that, that's got to be difficult. Not everybody can just come right in and, and have a bed waiting for them. Absolutely. It is a challenge that we face, especially here in the metro Atlanta area. We have a very large shelter. I believe it's a 350-bed facility, as well as down the street, we have an adult rehabilitation center that helps people. And at the adult rehabilitation center, it is for individuals who have faced drug and alcohol addictions in the past. And you would be amazed at the individuals that come through our doors there. They have been doctors. They have been teachers, lawyers, um, and just the... The fact that they know that they can come to the Salvation Army and find a little bit of hope. For the Adult Rehabilitation Center, you do have to be clean when you enter. Um, You have to be willing to stay there for a certain amount of time. Um, And at the beginning, it's it's a lot of classes, you know, just because addiction is a major ordeal. And um, so they take that very seriously. And you have to be committed to go down that road. As far as our shelter, it is very difficult because we do not have enough beds. At our shelter, while it is a very large facility, it's a 350-bed program that has beds for veterans, families, women, and men. It's not enough. We take everyone in, um, and we do encourage them, depending on the length of their stay, to work on job training, to work on bettering themselves, finding the assistance that they need, trying to find a job, helping them to find the resources. But that is probably one of the most difficult things um, for me as a Salvation Army officer is when I know that there's not space at the shelter 
and we're just not able to assist someone. It's absolutely heartbreaking, but that's why it is so important for us to have great collaboration with other partners and agencies in our community. The Salvation Army is huge. We do a lot of good work, but we can't do it all ourselves. And so we try to rely on our partner agencies as well. Fantastic. Well, we're a lot of great information. We're up against a break here, Dan, but I love the rehabilitation. I love the the long-term plan and not the short-term Band-Aid. Well, you got to turn them over too, right? Because there's going to be somebody else waiting and you want to help as many people as you can. Exactly, exactly. But folks, if you're just tuning in, tuning in right now to the All Four Seasons Home Show, you're listening to Major Angela Repass of the Salvation Army. And when we come back, we're going to find out what the Red Kettle campaign's all about. Don't go away. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps it $5 minimum balance required. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This is the All Four Seasons Home Show on Extra 106.3. Welcome back to the All Four Seasons Home Show with your sponsor, Dan Watkins. I'm Jim Nearkus, and we want to remind you that we're on every Saturday morning at 9 on 106.3 FM and also simulcast on 1230 AM. You can also check us out on, the, on your favorite podcast, Spotify, Apple, Google, and the shows are on the Extra 106.3 website all year long. Just drop the drop down, look at the shows on the menu bar, look for the All Four Seasons Home Show, and you can hear any show we've done, right, all year long, Dan. That's right. We've got all kinds of different topics that we talk about, and, you know, if you get a chance, check out the check it out on the website. There might be something you're interested in, and, and you can always go back with, you know, for, for months and months and, and, and catch the show if you right. missed it. A lot of good information. Thanks to our sponsor, Dan Watkins of All Four Seasons Garage Entry Doors. Thank you, Dan, for sponsoring the show. Getting back now, like I said, we've been here with Major Angela Repass, who's out of Doraville with the Salvation Army. And this is a very busy time for them, but they've been good enough to come in here. And we, we love to have them. We love the Salvation Army. Now, all of us are used to, during the holidays, we're out there shopping Seeing the red kettles and the tripods, hearing the ringing bells, you see the uniformed Salvation Army representatives out there. Sometimes they're playing an instrument, and we go by, and we put our change in, or we put some dollar bills in, or, or whatever. hopefully we put more than a few uh, some change in and help them. We all know about it. We've all grown up with that. But the red kettle campaign, there's a lot more to it, Angela, and I want you to tell people all about it, how it came about and exactly how huge it is and important. To the Salvation Army. Yes, the Salvation Army Kettle Campaign started in San Francisco. Um, a Salvation Army officer felt the need to raise some additional funds to serve the homeless there. And so they started and they realized this is an effective fundraising um, campaign. And so this has grown to be the largest fundraiser for the Salvation Army nationwide. 
um, one of the things that a lot of folks misunderstand about the Red Kettle Camp, they see us at Christmas. They know that we're helping with toys and, and other things during the holiday season. But what they don't understand is that this Red Kettle Campaign funds many of our programs for the entire year. And so we we put a lot of effort into this because it is so important to our daily operations. There's a million places you could be. How do you determine where there's going to be a red kettle and, a, and one of your reps? How do you determine that? We actually have national agreements with most of the locations where we do ring the bells. Um, it's, it's a lot of business jargon and and they just have to get together to work all the legal stuff together Um, but we are very thankful for the many many um, partnerships that we have with the businesses um, not just stores but we even have some pharmacies and even a few restaurants that partner with us that allow us to stand outside because they as well as you understand the importance of the red kettle campaign for the salvation army yeah i think everybody jim is just a little bit more um, generous around the holidays, right? We sure, all, we sure. all, we're out there getting presents, and when, and when we see the red kettle, you know, that's that's a an easy way for us to to think about giving back, and and I obviously it's a great program, and I, I was wondering, and I don't want to put you on the spot because you might not know the answer, but what is the percentage of money that you're bringing in during that period of time with this program? I mean, you said it, you're using it all year round. Do you do you have any idea how how what the percentage is of 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 gifting during that time? No? Okay. Well, listen, I asked. Um, well, 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 let's put it this way. As she already mentioned, it's a, a significant large percentage, and I'm sure it fluctuates every year depending on the economy and that type of thing. So, Yeah, and if you're out there listening, that's a great time to uh, to donate. So it's, it's, it's coming around the corner, and, and I think you're going to see the Salvation Army out everywhere. So let's, let's give as much as we can. Uh, Next question. COVID has just disrupted everybody's life in, in a, you know, a million different ways all over the world. Um, how has it affected the Salvation Army? You know, once COVID hit, many businesses and organizations found themselves sort of scaling back. Um, people working from home, staying from home. The Salvation Army didn't do that. We couldn't do that because our community was hurting. Our community needed us. And so we have been working 365 days. We started our COVID response in the middle of March 2020. Um, I can tell you in the year 2020, we saw an increase of 56% of persons served, um, as well as the food pantry numbers jumped from around 200,000 to over a million um, boxes and bags of food that we provided to people. Um, I will never forget in our office one day we had a lady come in. We were providing food and we had just been blessed with a donation from Publix of frozen chicken. And this lady came in. She had a baby strapped to her chest and she had a little boy with her. And we gave her the bag of food and I went to get the frozen chicken for her and she started crying. Um, And she and her family hadn't had meat in their home for at least two weeks. And they had been eating beans and rice, and they had run out of that. And so they had called around, and someone said, go to the Salvation Army. They'll help you. And so in that moment, that woman saw the first bit of hope. um, And she was so excited that that evening she would be able to fix some chicken for her children. Um, Something that seems so simple. But the Salvation Army has been so busy, and we have had to think outside the box as we're serving during COVID to keep ourselves and to keep everybody else healthy. But we have seen a huge increase in requests, a request not only for food, but also now um, a request for a lot more financial assistance. 
We um, are finding here in Atlanta, this most recent statistic said that one out of five people who rent are now facing eviction. Um, And so that's when you really think about it, that's scary. And so our phones are ringing off the hook um, of people calling. And um, I love the fact that we as the Salvation Army do get to help them and offered that little bit of hope. Uh, the Salvation Army theme for this Christmas season is um, Hope Marches On. And um, that's one thing I love about the Salvation Army is when people come, um, whether it be due to losing their job because of COVID, whether they have had COVID themselves, can't return to work, or they just miss some work, we're able to offer them a little bit of hope, whether it's with food, um, assistance with their rent, utilities, or whatever it is that they need. Well, obviously the challenge has grown so much more, like you said, of how much more people need because of the impact of the pandemic. But Dan, we know a lot of businesses, especially restaurant industry, food industry has been hurting. How did you, how did you get, you need more increase in donations when you have so much more need? So how did you deal with that, deal with that challenge? You know, the, the amazing thing is, even though our community was struggling, we were able to receive a large number of donations to help provide for those who were affected by COVID, not only from our community, but federal grants as well, um, that we have been able to meet that need. Um, It's amazing. We are a Christian organization, so we believe that the Lord will provide, and he has proven that uh, throughout this time with COVID. That is a great point right there. The the Lord will will give you when you need it, right? I mean, if if that can't... uh, really show you what faith can do right i mean Absolutely. nothing will so that's, well, you know that's when she was talking needs. about the chicken the woman having chicken not have meat for two weeks and a big deal because she had chicken i was thinking about the big lines that we have in the drive that we just go to zaxby's or chick-fil-a or arby's we go mcdonald's get our chicken nug. you know people don't even think about how they just take that for granted how some people even getting some meat after two weeks a little bit of chicken is 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 everything and we're sitting here complaining about how bad the service is, right? I mean, that that that's what that's that's a rich person problem, right? I mean, you're you're complaining about the service or closing early or or how long the the drive-through line is, right? And then, right. And, and we have people out there that really are starving. So um, it it hurts your heart that it, that people are out there doing that, but at least you are are answering the bell on this and 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 helping people out in that situation and that's huge and sometimes that's all you need right you just need to get through that tough time not everybody needs a bed but they just maybe need to get through a tough time maybe use a couple of your other services um to get them back on their feet absolutely um you know it's it's amazing how the smallest thing as you said can make a world of difference um we are blessed to be able at our particular location to provide diapers Um, personal hygiene kits Um, as our homeless neighbors come to us in search of assistance um, you know they didn't have mask they didn't have hand sanitizer Um, and so we have just really been blessed to be able to help with little things such as mask hand sanitizers diapers food um, and those type things and and there's a thing there's a thing about someone's self-esteem when they're in such deep despair sometimes a haircut or a shave or having some you know Make you know helping them personally with their personal hygiene, or maybe a, a jacket or a, a, a clean shirt or dress, or shower. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I'm sure that that sometimes makes people feel like, well, okay, I can get through this. You know, here's another day, right? 
major? Yes, absolutely. We have um, actually a day center program at our location on North Druid Hills so that individuals who are living on the street can come in, take a shower, um, wash their clothes, and get a meal. And um, while that seems small, it is so... It makes a huge difference in their mentality and their self-esteem and feeling that, yeah, they can face another day. They've got that little bit of hope to march on and to continue on and face the next challenge that they they face. Well, you know, Dan, Thanksgiving's coming up. I'd like to hear what the Salvation Army has going on for Thanksgiving. I'm sure they're fixing a lot of turkeys or a lot of meals, right? What? How do you deal with Thanksgiving? Uh, here in the metro Atlanta area, we do uh, provide uh, some services at the Thanksgiving time. Um, a lot of us provide food boxes, um, and we rely heavily on donation of turkeys or hams to be able to assist those. At our Red Shield shelter, they do it big. Um, they make sure that the residents of the shelter feel special. Um, they don't want them to think, just because you're in the shelter, you know, here's just a plate, here you go. And so they set it up, and they make sure that the families and the individuals at the shelter feel, yeah, you know, we do have something to be thankful for. We may be in a bad situation. Um, We don't have a home to call our own. We're having to sleep in a dorm, but yet we do have a roof over our head. We have a bed and they get to eat a feast. In the past, the Salvation Army has partnered with the Cheesecake Factory at our location on Metropolitan Parkway, and they have served hundreds of folks an amazing Thanksgiving meal on Thanksgiving Day as well. So we do, we do our best to help people on Thanksgiving Day. But in several of our locations, what we try to do instead of serving a meal specifically on Thanksgiving Day, we provide them with the food that they need so that they can prepare it at their home and celebrate with their families. You know, Dan, it's not just what somebody gets, but I think when you feel so hopeless and so many people are shunning you or don't have the time for you or you feel, you know, you feel like nobody cares, just not just what is given to them, but the fact that the salvation cares about them, that they're meeting people that care about them. All of a sudden it gives them hope. Hey, some people do care. It's not like nobody gives a damn about us. There's people that care. And that feeling of feeling uh, cared for is probably as valuable or more valuable than the material things that, that they're provided with. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, you know, I, I, I think it works both ways for people that are, are giving. I mean, how, how that feeling, you know, how, how somebody feels when they do give back. And that, you know, I think we've been talking about getting financial donations, but how about the time that people, I'm sure that you count on with volunteers that are helping you out so that you can provide all the services that you do. Absolutely. Volunteering is one of the best and I'll even say easiest ways and most rewarding ways that you can help the Salvation Army. As we are gearing up for our Red Kettle season, um, this is one of the times that we need volunteers the most. Um, What we have faced in a couple of the recent years is not having the volunteers or even the manpower to cover all of our kettle locations. And if the bell isn't there ringing, then we're not able to bring in the resources that we need. And so we encourage people. We know that last year it was COVID. People were afraid to go out. Um, This year we're still dealing with COVID. But we need people, Um, whether you can volunteer two hours, four hours, if you can get your whole family together, your business, um, and take a day. We need people that are willing to help stand out at that red kettle um, and volunteer. We find that when we have volunteers at those locations, the income will sometimes more than double um, because of just the fact that people know them. And they tell their friends and their family, hey, I'm volunteering for the Salvation Army. Come out, drop in my bucket. And so we encourage people to visit our website, which is www.salvationarmyatlanta.org. 
and at the top they'll see a place where you can get involved and it's the um, under the bell ringer the red kettle worker and um, we just encourage folks to go in sign up get your friends together Um, we have areas all throughout the metro atlanta area and uh, it's very important especially this holiday season as we do see the increased need um, as we're having more and more phone calls more and more people request the help the salvation army nationwide is needing to increase their kettle income this year by 75 million dollars to meet the need you know Every week we we talk to a lot of business owners and we we talk to them about you know we got some supply chain issues we have um, you know cost coming up but the, the but one of the biggest things is people are having a really hard time finding people just to work. Mm-hmm. Are you finding that as being a problem with some of the volunteers? Is it is is it is it harder than it used to be to find volunteers? It is. Um, I think a lot of it does have to do with COVID um, and still the struggle and the challenges that people face there. But we are continuing to struggle to find volunteers, um, not only for our red kettle season, but throughout the year we have volunteers that assist to pack food bags, um, to help at the Red Shield Shelter, to volunteer at our Boys and Girls Club and such. And so, yes, just like the businesses are having a hard time finding employees, we're facing a little bit of struggle with that as well. Now, if some people may not, be, because of the pandemic and everything, maybe some people are on a little tighter budget this holiday season, but you need more than just money and even volunteers. What are some other items that people can donate that would maybe help you? Can they donate items that you may need? Sure. Um, especially during the holiday season, we need toys. Um, the Salvation Army provides toys for uh, thousands of uh, families here in the metro Atlanta area. Last year, we provided toys for almost 8,000 children. And um, so it can be something as simple as a Barbie, um, something as simple as a little Hot Wheel car that you can get from the Dollar Tree. Um, there are so many toys. They can also adopt an angel if they wanted to. Um, we've seen a lot of families start doing that instead of buying gifts for themselves because they don't need anything. They ask um, their family members to adopt an angel and spend that money that they would have spent on their parent on the angel. And so that is something that we can always use. Non-perishable food is another item. We have our Canathon coming up on December the 3rd, and uh, we need food. So people can go through their pantries and see what it is that they've not used. Maybe um, they bought something for a specific dinner and they didn't end up having that. And so it's been sitting there for a month or a few months. They can bring that to Salvation Army locations throughout Metro Atlanta area and donate that. Our food pantry, uh, because of the increased needs, has been struggling. I can tell you at our particular location, we're getting a delivery of food today, and it's just in time because we have literally run out of food. We don't have food for our homeless bags. We um, have very few items for our family bags. So the non-perishable items are huge, as well as personal I- hygiene items. Um, as you said, it, you know something as simple as a uh, razor for our men um, that are living on the street, the deodorant, that kind of stuff. So we will accept those items, absolutely. What about toys? Is you know, is it something where you would, when it's donated, you'd want it in the package? Or what about even just, you know, I think about my boys and, man, there's a million toys we should be getting rid of. I mean, is that something that you would, would want us to donate or, or is it, or are you looking for something that's still in the package? For the Angel Tree program, we only accept new items and that's just, you know, as a child, you don't want to necess- you don't want to have a child open a used gift um, on Christmas morning. However, our adult rehabilitation center um, accepts those types of items, and yes, some uh, a lot of times those items will go into our thrift stores. But what people may not realize is the income that we have through our thrift stores is what 
provides the opportunity for those who are battling addiction to be able to overcome that. The income for our thrift stores here in the metro Atlanta area go to fund the Adult Rehabilitation Center. And I bet you even like things like furniture, right, and, and, and those things that are going in the thrift store, that's, that's all providing extra income for you. Absolutely. Clothing, household items, and even, you know, a lot of times when people are going through their stuff, the sheets, towels, they're like, ah, that's got a stain on it. Give it anyway, because what we do is we rag those out and we sell them to a company who will take them to other parts of the world. Um, And so we can still even make money off of your stained rip towel. Shifting gears just a little bit here, you were talking about all the different things you do. and, and, And one thing that I know has been a big deal in Atlanta is the human trafficking. And I just thought maybe you could talk a little bit about that what you know what the situation is here and and how you're helping in that regard yes the Salvation Army here in the Atlanta area has a program called the Haven and um, we work with the authorities um, for individuals who have been rescued from human trafficking Um, you know so many people may not understand what human trafficking is and how it is right here in our own neighborhoods you know human trafficking is modern-day slavery And um, it doesn't just involve the sexual trafficking, um, but you'd be amazed that in some of our restaurants, our waitresses and waiters are victims of human trafficking. Those who are processing our foods and some of the um, processing plants, you'd be, it's just amazing when you do have the opportunity to talk with victims of the human trafficking, they were right in front of our noses. And we had no idea. And so we work very closely with the authorities because this is not just something as simple as, you know, hey, you want to leave human trafficking? Come on, let's go to the shelter. No, it is a major ordeal. I mean, and so it's important for us to work with the authorities, but we bring the victims of human trafficking in. We provide them shelter. We do work with them. We have professional counselors and therapists that um, are a part of this because the abuse the um the these individuals have been through is just it's if you were to hear the stories it's heartbreaking um and so it's they need so much more than a bed they need so much more than a meal um they have been treated poorly they have been told that they're worthless and so as they come to the salvation army to the haven um we do provide them with a bed we provide them with a meal with clothes that kind of stuff but it takes a while For us to remind them that they are important, that they matter, um, that they are a child of God, and that there is so much more available for them, and that we care about them, and we want them to know that we're going to walk them through this difficult struggle. And it's a lot longer of a process than people realize. You know, to get people into the shelter and get them into housing, that may take two months. And when you're looking at victims of human trafficking, we're working with people for years to try to get them on their feet and to get past the struggles that they're facing. So, yes, it's a huge ordeal, and um, we are thankful for the opportunity we have here in the Atlanta area to serve and to minister to those who are victims of human trafficking. And they're just, and, and I'm assuming they're just scared whoever is controlling them, right? I mean, that what they're going to do and uh, do to them if they, so to speak, break free. Right? Absolutely. I mean, people's lives are threatened. Um, I, in a recent, and sorry. In one of our previous um, appointments in South Carolina, um, I was called upon to help translate. And um, it was scary because the person who was controlling them had gone into Mexico and kidnapped their daughter. And so she was facing, she wanted to go back into human trafficking just to protect her children. 
So we don't understand the depth of it, um, but there is a lot to it. And the damage that is done to a lot of these individuals is deep. And the Salvation Army is committed to helping them and um, offering them that hope. Yeah, I, I've heard, Jim, I mean, that, that's something you would never think it is happening right here. And I heard Atlanta is one of the hotbeds in the entire country. It absolutely is. Um, people don't realize how close it is to our homes um, and to our families. Wow. I'm just, you know, it's very seldom I'm speechless, Stan, but I'm speechless. This is just a lot of eye-opening information. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've, I've heard a little bit about it, but I, I you, you can listen to something, but you just don't really understand it until yeah. you talk to somebody that's that's been through it. Well, folks, if you're just joining us, we're here with Major Angela Repash from Salvation Army. Uh, we're going to go into our last segment. Don't go away because you're going to find out how maybe you can make a difference and help. You're listening to the All Four Seasons Home Show right here on Extra 106.3 FM. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation, like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This is the All Four Seasons Home Show on Extra 106.3. Welcome back to the All Four Seasons Home Show with your sponsor, Dan Watkins. I'm Jim Nearchus. And, Dan, this has been uh, quite an eye-opening show as it is every year, right? It is. And, and, and listen, I mean, th- this is the stuff, again, we get so busy worrying about ourselves I know, all year I know, long that, that some people sometimes people don't stop to think about the less fortunate and, and all the people that are in need and and I, that's why I, I love this show and i think you know the people out there listening to i think they has an impact on them the same sure way and hopefully we can create some volunteers and we can create some more revenue and donated items and and really help the salvation army do what they do and obviously right. they've been doing this a long time they know what they're doing and it's such a great organization that really tries to put as much of that that's given to them right back out to the people that need it the most well you know i've been thinking about a saying that my my parents used to always repeat when i was a child they said you know i complained about having no shoes until i met the man with no feet and I think that's very appropriate for this show. You know, it is. Listen, we are. There's most of us out there are are, are spoiled. Quite frankly, I yeah, mean, we're, we, we're worried about paying a few more cents for gas. Yeah, we, we're right. We're complaining <laughs> about all kinds of stuff all day. You complain, but really, you should be looking at how great your life is. Oh and, yeah. Um, if we can give back again, it's a great feeling too to give back. Right. Absolutely. Well. I think it would be good since we're in our last segment. And for those of you just joining us, we're here with Major Angela Repass of the Salvation Army out of Doraville, who's taking the time to be with us today, which is a very busy time for them. But if you could review, maybe just go down the list, all the different things, all the different services and projects and charities that the Salvation Army is involved in for our listeners. 
Okay, here in the metro Atlanta area, we have a long list, as you said. Um, The Salvation Army has three boys and girls clubs throughout the metro Atlanta area, and that has proven to be so important over the last uh, year and a half with COVID because many of the children, of course, were out of school. The parents continued to work, and they had no one to help with their kids, and so the Salvation Army had to change gears completely. That's huge. And set up for the digital part there, and so we are very thankful and excited about the ministry that our boys and girls clubs have. We have our Red Shield Shelter that is located in downtown Atlanta with beds, with 350 beds um, available for men, women, families, and veterans. We have the Haven Atlanta, which is a program for victims of human trafficking. We have at least six food pantries throughout the metro Atlanta area. Um, The individuals can go and receive food, mostly non-perishable, but some locations are blessed to have frozen meat as well. We assist at various locations with financial assistance for utilities and rent. The Salvation Army also provides disaster services. In this past year, we've been a little busy with that, um, with a tornado that touched down in Noonan, as well as the uh, hurricanes that hit the Gulf Coast. Atlanta sent three teams to the Gulf Coast. And then, of course, we assisted in the response that we had um, to the tornado that touched down in Noonan. And as in addition to that, we also have emotional and spiritual care um, off opportunity. We also have emotional and spiritual care that we provide to people. Um, and a lot of times that'll come through during times of disaster. But we also have that at our different locations. We have church locations throughout the area as well, where we do have ordained ministers at every site um, and that we are able to provide counseling and services there. I do um, remember before we came to Atlanta, my husband and I were in the Myrtle Beach area and uh, we were there for five years. Four of those years, we were hit with a hurricane and major flooding. Uh, The first year we were there, um, I received a phone call from a man. Uh, FEMA had given my cell phone number out, um, and I was in the middle of taking Christmas applications. We had been providing services for about three weeks, and a man called me, and he said, I need the Salvation Army. And I'm like, okay, how can we help? And he said to me, he said, it's not for me. My neighbors feel hopeless, and they need some hope. And the one place that I know that can offer hope is the Salvation Army. And so as we provide these services on a daily basis, 365 days a year, and as we come into the Christmas season where we provide toys and food and clothing to needy individuals and children throughout our community as well as senior citizens, um, we want to just make sure that we're um, helping hope march on, um, letting people know that the Salvation Army is here. And while you may feel discouraged, you may feel like you are lost in the darkness, there is light to be found and there is hope and we're going to offer that through the Salvation Army. Well, God bless you. That's fantastic, isn't it, Dan? It is. It's it's amazing. Um, you know, a lot of the things that you talked about, we kind of know what you're doing, right? If you're handing out food or whatever. But I did want to get into a couple of these services that you, you know, people listening might not know what you do. The Boys and Girls Club, what what services are you providing to these children? At our Boys and Girls Club, um, now that the schools are open back up, we provide an after-school program where they can come. We um, provide tutoring. We have various education classes. We do physical activities with them, sports teams, basketball, football, cheerleading. Um, We also have... 
special programs that the Boys and Girls Club of America offers um, with uh, science and academics and poetry, music, all of that kind of stuff. And then during the summer, we turn that from a after school program into a summer day camp. And so anytime you walk into a Boys and Girls Club, you're going to find a lot of children. It is noisy. These kids are having a great time. This is a place where they can come, they can have fun, they can be with their friends and just experience life to the fullest. And you operate in all 50 states, correct? We do. The Salvation Army provides services to every zip code in the United States. Every Dan, that's a lot you of have money, to admire right? their work of, ethic, don't yeah, you? Yeah, that's a lot of volunteers. That's a lot of organization. Uh, organization, uh, right. You can appreciate that, right? Uh, ab- absolutely. I mean, I, listen, I, I can appreciate I can't understand at that level what goes on to make all of this happen. But, you know, behind the scenes, I'm sure there's an incredible amount of work. And again, you've, you've done this for so long that I'm sure your systems get a little bit better, just like everybody else from, from year to year. Absolutely. We have to, lo- we have to learn from our past to move forward. And we do find that as the world changes, the Salvation Army changes with it because we have to make sure we're meeting the needs um, that the, uh, the, the people are. And you're still working all over the globe, right? It's still international. It is 130 countries around the world. That's incredible. And are, are you, I'm, I'm assuming this whole disaster services as well is, is uh, provided all over the world? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I work, we're coming up on the end of the show if people want to volunteer, if they want to donate money or items or whatever, or they know somebody who needs help, or maybe somebody listening needs help, give us the contact information for those different avenues. The best resource for any information that you might need is our website. And so they can visit www dot salvation army atlanta dot org there they will find out how they can donate online they will find um, how they can find services for people who are in need they can find out how to volunteer Um, and as we're coming up on the christmas season we do need a lot of volunteers and so if you are struggling financially we understand but on that one website you can find every phone number for every location the addresses how to get involved so www dot salvation army atlanta dot org Well, thank you. And do you have a a message you want to leave our audience? The Salvation Army is here to meet human need without discrimination. 365 days a year, we are here serving. We cannot do that without the support of the community. And so we just want to encourage folks this holiday season and throughout the year to look upon themselves, figure out how they can make a difference, and understand that there are people out there feeling completely hopeless. We need the support of the community to make sure that hope marches on, not just this holiday season, but throughout the year. Well, thank you very much, Major Angela Repass. And here in the studio with us, Communications Director Nicole Owens. I know you're working very hard here in Atlanta, too. Dan Watkins, All Four Seasons Garage Entry Doors. Thank you for sponsoring this All Four Seasons Home Show and bringing a wonderful guest and a wonderful organization, a wonderful message during this holiday season to our audience. Absolutely, Jim. I'm, I'm happy to do it. Happy Thanksgiving. It's coming up before we know it. Season's greetings. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Thanks for tuning in. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank member FDIC. 
Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Hi, I'm Mark Beckham with Atlanta Ramjack. We specialize in only foundation repair. What is foundation repair? Foundations sink or settle. These issues need to be addressed. It only becomes more costly the longer you put it off. What is the biggest cause of foundation problem? Either poor construction, inferior site preparation, or weather. Drought causes cracks in your foundations. If you see any signs of foundation issues, please contact us at atlantaramjack.com. 